Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. How is Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick not, how do they not have a job opportunity? Forget about being hired. I mean, what is going on here? Are we seeing a trend, Baldy, in this league that may be going away from these type of coaches? I just find it fascinating that Vrabel did the job he did in Tennessee. There were eight, what, right? Eight coaching uh, jobs that were open, Jason, I think. Eight, eight or nine. And he doesn't get one? He doesn't get an opportunity to get one of those jobs. What's going on, fellas? I don't have an answer, Carl. I don't. I, 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 both, I can make a case for Belichick. The offense was so dreadful the last two years. Um, if he wants to run your personnel department, do you really want him to run your personnel department after some of the drafts that they have had? Uh, the record speaks for itself after Tom Brady. And I'm not knocking Bill Belichick because I would want his brain in my building at least for a couple of years, to just, yeah. this is how you, th- this is the culture you need in order to produce winners. But the, the Vrabel thing to me, I mean, this guy's in the prime of his life. He, re- he The respect he has from players. I was around him the final week of the season when they, you know, knocked Jacksonville out uh, the way that he did, how he got his team to play. And, you know, just two years ago, they were the number one seed in the AFC when he had a healthy quarterback and a healthy running back and a reasonably healthy yeah. offensive line. And they're the number one seed. I mean, this guy could coach. Like when you're looking at guys, and look, the the reason why it fell apart in Tennessee. I mean, anybody can read the tea leaves on on the ownership and some of the things that happened there. That that's not difficult. Why somebody could get squeezed out. Um, but somebody that has a real football culture in their building, this is a proven winner. And this is a guy that I think can can coach at the highest level for a long time. And his the respect and the rapport he has with players and how he pushes and pulls them. And you just have to watch him on the sideline game day yeah. to see how he, he can work the officials. He can he can get on a play. Like, there's nothing that frustrates me more, guys, when I see certain coaches and you just had a, a stupid play by a defensive player, whether it's a late hit, you know, a, a broken assignment, whatever. And a player walks off the field, the coach doesn't even look at him. Like, I want my coach to fix this thing right now. You're not doing this anymore. You're not getting back on. The, and I see so many coaches, but I'm not, not by, by Mike Braverell. Mike, he's, he fixes it in real time. He's not with these guys in the charts looking at the next play. and Like, he's looking at the, the game, reading the game, feeling the game, looking at his players, the opponent. Like, he does it the right way. And it's shocking that he's not. Uh, in play right now. Well, I also think he's a little bit old school, right? And sort of how he comes across his demeanor, some of the things he believes in. Um, a little rough around the edges, you know, not super corporate, which is not what everybody wants. 
and they seem to be caught up in this model of like the thing that you micromanage, like your baby. Is it the quarterback? Is it the offense? Is it the defense? Like he's not, you know what I mean? He's not trying to call all the plays. Like he he's not trying to micromanage every single element of some part of that football team. Um, and I wonder if that works against him. Like you look at his offensive units the last couple of years, not great, right? Defense, not great. Special teams. Like if you wanted to build a counter argument, you could. Well, hey, why didn't you win more in your division? Your division sucks. You know what I mean? You you, you got trouble beating your division for two years. Now I can give you a whole bunch of answers as to why, but like I, I kind of wonder if if like that's it. Like some of these owners, especially ones, look how many of these ownership groups haven't done it before. Right, Tennessee never done it before. Washington never done it before. Seattle, that group never done it before. Tepper, he doesn't know how to do it. Like he'll never know how to do it. Um, and the job that didn't open up, Baldy, like if Dallas opened up, bring the money to the guy in Dallas. Like if Philly opened up, maybe that was maybe that maybe that's Rabel, right? right. It yeah. kind of seems like they're turning Sirianni into a Rabel. You know, he's not. They're picking coaches for him. He's not there to micromanage the offense or the defense, right? He's there to hold people accountable, be the CEO, be the leader of men, get 53 to play as one. And I just I just wonder if if Rabel's ethos didn't really fit what these particular billionaires were looking for in terms of a football specialist in this regard. And let's be real, a quarterback specialist in some of these cases. Like, if Washington hires Anthony Weaver, that's awesome, and he deserves a shot, and good for him. But let's not fool ourselves. Washington wanted somebody to coach the second overall pick who's going to be a quarterback. That's how this was set up. That's why the Ben Johnson pulling out has left them all flummoxed because now they got to pivot. they got to, they've got to like, whoa, you know? Like Tepper was hiring a quarterback guy. Tennessee, she wanted somebody for a quarterback, whether it's Levis now or the guy we draft next year. It, you know, it was going to be a quarterback guy. And then there were a few – that weren't married to that. And it turns out McDonald got one of them, you know, and Vrabel did. San well, well, Diego, a Chargers. They want a Herbert guy. They wanted a quarterback. They went and got a quarterback. Their head coach is a quarterback. I, uh, it, it, the, the, the thing about rough around the edges, just, just real quick, as we're talking about Belichick and, and Vrabel, Baldy, um, and maybe this is just me. I, I know we're all of a certain age. I have no issues with this shit. <laughs> like guys that coach hard. And, that's right. And set a tone and you come in the building and there's an expectation, not this bullshit that we see now where guys walking around and they're not listening. And I'm sorry. Like I want that in Five my in their ears. I well, want that. I look, I, I come from a culture that when that coach walked through the locker room, man, you straightened up. You just straighten up. You know, uh, you, you, there, there wasn't that. And, you know, look, there's only one Bill Parcells, but everybody would, anybody that's been around Bill, played for him, coached with him, there was an intimidation factor about him. And it was one of the reasons why everywhere he went, he turned whatever program in the Jets, whatever program it was, he turned them into winners, the Cowboys, like it turned around quickly. And fear is still a good motivator. It doesn't have to be like that all the time. You have plenty of times to love people up. I'll tell you a quick story about Bill. And this is an example. Like, you know, everybody wanted to be a Parcells guy. 
All right. They wanted to get on the good side of Bill. Yeah. And once you're on the good side, you almost you almost couldn't do anything wrong. Well, Pepper Johnson was a line, young linebacker with the Giants, and they had Carl Banks, obviously LT. And Pepper was starting at the middle linebacker next to Harry Carson playing great football. And Bill never gave him any props. And it gets back to Bill that Pepper's ticked off, that he never says anything good about him in the film room. So Parcells, like, he takes this example. And Pepper was the wing on the extra point and field goal team. And so Bill's idea of giving him props was he go, walks into the special teams meeting and he goes, he stops the meeting and he goes, I want you to watch, everybody watch number 52. This could be the best wing performance I've ever seen. <laughs> like, nothing about defense, nothing about tackles, nothing about lighting the quarterback up. Uh, we'll give him props as the wingman on it. Like that type of interaction with players, how you push certain buttons. Like that's what, to me, that's still the psychology of coaching. And some of it sometimes is fear. Some of it is just, all right, you think you're good? Well, and put them on the spotlight and, and put them on the hot griddle. Like all that stuff to me is fair. And I, you can tell me modern players and you can't do that now. Well, give me some team. Give me a good locker room full of those type of players. We're going to be a better team. Like I remember Jimmy Garoppolo one day. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm down there talking to him on the field. And I'm like, and I he came off a rough game or whatever it was. And I go, Jimmy, do you ever have a bad day? Because he looks like this guy that just, like he's walking yeah. on water. Everything is yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunshine and roses. He goes, Bald, if you think every day is a good day, I want you to come to practice on a Wednesday. And and Shanahan's right down the, the sideline. He goes, And you let me know what that guy is saying to me in my ear and the earful I'm getting on Wednesdays. And you tell me if every day is a good is a good day. Like Kyle knows how to ride these guys hard too. So and Andy does, you know. Yeah. So you have to have that element to you. You just do. Yeah. It's all part of the discipline and building the culture of a football team. And and I'm sorry, Mike Vrabel plays in my world 